What radio, the music you want. With your host, Keys Dan. I ain't seen a beating like that since somebody stuck a banana in my pants and turned a monkey loose. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I got Gary Matheny. Oh, yeah. My loyal listener knows who Gary Matheny is. Our man from Macon, Georgia, now making his way in, I think he's what, in Cleveland, uh, Tennessee? Uh, yeah, Cleveland, Tennessee, and so the surrounding areas. So he's pretty close to Nashville and uh, ready, to, ready to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. The last time we talked, uh, let's see. Well, he, he's, he's been back at it. Okay, he was one of the one of the good guys way back when, back in the 60s. And now he's back at it, doing his thing. And we're going to catch up with Gary Matheny in the next few minutes. Very excited. Singer, songwriter. Yeah. Uh, Well, this week's shows, I have one public show, one public show that you are all invited to. Yes, you're invited. You are invited to the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, the video dance party karaoke jam on Friday night, 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. Yes, I said karaoke. It's a dance party and it's a karaoke show. I, I don't provide the entertainment. You provide the entertainment. I'm going to push a button for you and you're going to sing a song and you get to entertain the people. Isn't that exciting? Have you wanted to sing on stage? Well, we got a stage for you at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Now, it's Friday from 8 p.m. until 1230 in the AM. They got the uh, full bar, kitchens open, good food in the kitchen, good food, good drinks, good people, not necessarily in that order. They got 10 diamond-style pool tables, which sounds pretty impressive, and they look pretty impressive, too. In fact, on Friday night, we got a pool tournament, so if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make your make some money while you're doing it, while you're waiting to sing on stage, you come on out to the Rab, Conway, Arkansas, Friday night. Come and sing. And then on Saturday, Saturday, I have a uh, oh, I have a wedding. Oh, I have a long wedding. Oh, I have a a what's a gospel Christian infused. They're going to have some Christian music, some of that some of that uh, that poppy type music. Kind of excited. Kind of excited, uh, you know, to see if I can make this work. But the, that's how that's what the group is all about. That's what I do. I make it bend to your style. Doesn't all have to be. I, you know, I could play speed metal and rap if you want. I've done I've done those weddings, but I'm kind of stoked. I think it's going to be a very uplifting type wedding. You know, they want some good, clean music that makes people feel good. Yeah, yeah. I think we can handle that. I'm very, very excited. But unless you're invited, you cannot come. And the only reason I mention it is because I, because I get to be part of people's big day, part of people's wedding days. So excited. People at their best times and get to make their t- help, help them make their times better. It's not all about me. It's about us. We work together to make a really 
nice wedding. So excited. So excited. Got the Rab Friday night. Got the wedding on Saturday. Got Gary Matheny coming up right about now. (laughs) I got him on Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version of this, I encourage you to check out the YouTube, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Keys Dan. Skyping Gary Matheny now. Smarter than the machine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> Mr. Gary Matheny, man, it's been a while. I think we we talked at the beginning of this year, maybe March. My man from Macon, I, Georgia, all the way in Cleveland, Tennessee. I'm guessing that's where you still are, making making your way around this uh, with this world of ours. But uh, you know, there's. I'm wondering, has things changed uh, in the in the short time since the last time? We chatted. Give, give me an update. What's going on with Gary Matheny these days? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Um, well, I uh, recently uh, came back from the studio in Nashville where we recorded a new single that I'm waiting to come out the uh, first of the year. And uh, it's, it's really something different than what I've done before. Um, when I was talking to the producer, my music producer, the other day, I said, what genre would you put this song in? I said, I kind of thought it was R&B. And he said, no, man, it's more blue-eyed soul. And I said, dang, that's pretty good. I didn't realize I was doing that. So uh, it's, it's titled Get In Where You Fit In. And uh, I'm hoping to have it out first of the year. You know, right now with Christmas going on, um, there's nothing going, no, there's no music being played but Christmas music. So it's no sense to bring a new single out right now. So we're just going to sit on it to the first of the year. Well, I think you got it. You got Christmas covered up already. You got Christmas long ago that you did about 10 months ago, sitting there on the YouTube, waiting for people to play them at their holiday gatherings and uh, making sure that people get peppy. I I think that's a great idea uh, for a a musician. And I I know I've said it before on this podcast. So people are, uh, my loyal listener is very tired of me saying it. But if you're going to write a song, Throw in a Christmas song, throw in a holiday song, throw in something that's uh, that will come around every year on that uh, special season. And that way you'll make a couple more bucks on your Spotify, maybe about a half a penny on your Spotify. Oh, hey, listen, if if that much keys, if that much, uh, as a matter of fact, I had a new Christmas song that was uh, all set to, to record this year, but other things got in the way. And so I just couldn't get it out this year. But next year I've got a new one. Uh, that I'm wanting to bring out, and I think it's going to be a pretty good one. Um, so uh, we'll wait to see. Well, I'm looking forward to the latest offering. Uh, you know, the um, the bookends that I can see on your uh, YouTube are, well, not quite bookends. They're two songs written with a, a girl as the title. You have Juliet from 10 months ago that you put out there, very sweet. Right. And, and, you know, what genre would that be? I think Americana. I think a folky type Americana type of song that you could find in the in the great American song uh, song book. And I think we talked about that last time is what if 100 years from now people are singing Gary Matheny songs? Oh, yeah, I, I remember. I oh. remember the good things that we were talking about. And but the uh, the latest offering is Rosalie. It's a beautiful song. It, and it's it got a girl and a 
red dress. You know, I'm a very visual guy. I mentioned that last time as well. A girl in a red dress flowing like a Spanish senorita. Tell me about Rosalie. Right. Now, that that's dancer, that flamingo dancer is actually um, a, a lady from Argentina. I was looking on the Internet when I wrote it and was doing the video looking for someone, and I came across her. I found a way to contact her through Facebook and Messenger, and I told her, I said, look, here's the song, and I sent it to her, and I said, would you allow me to use your actual live footage as a video? And she said, I would be more than happy. So that is actually a a, a award-winning flamingo dancer from Argentina that is dancing there, and she is absolutely talented and beautiful and just a sweet lady in the world. But um, she she was uh, very gracious to let me do that, and I, I'm pleased with it. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it's funny that you say that because um, uh, I won Artist of the Year with Americana Music this year, for last year, with Juliet. And uh, they, they awarded me uh, Americana Artist of the Year. And on top of that, Keys, they are inducting me into their Hall of Fame this coming May. Fantastic news. Well what deserved. A shock. Yes. Oh my what goodness. Wait, th- and which Hall of Fame is this one? Is this the ISSA this or the Academy Jones? of Music out of Los Angeles? The Academy of Music out of Los Angeles. Academia. Academia. Okay. Now, I you know, for, for those that don't remember you as one of the good guys uh way back when, you know, yes, he was one of the good guys. Uh, you know, I know people are looking at your face if they're watching the video screen. They're going, he looks familiar. I think I saw him back in the 60s as one of the good guys. Yeah, that's him. It's Gary Matheny. It is. It's him right there, right there. It's him. But, you know, you you gave it up. All right, for the, a quick recap, you gave it up for about 40 years because life happened. You married your high school sweetheart. Uh, you know, how, how things going with your honey? Oh, oh, man, great. We've been married 51 years this year, this uh, this past September, and uh, uh, just loving every minute of our life. We're traveling together. We're uh, She's my biggest critic, but she's also my uh, most outspoken fan. It's funny, we were somewhere the other day, and um, someone said, uh, I see on your shirt that you do music. I said, yeah, I'm a musician. And before I could even get out my mouth good, my wife had pulled my picture. I said, yeah, he was uh, songwriter of the year last year with uh, international singer-songwriters. And I'm thinking, I don't even get a chance to say, hey, I'm a singer-songwriter before she's done flash that out. So she is my best fan. And uh, I, I just don't feel comfortable telling folks that I won this and I won that. So I let her do it. And I've got a, a, our best friends. He's he's that way too. He'll uh, he'll say, "Hey, I'm his bodyguard. Everywhere he goes, I go." And uh, he's a singer songwriter. <laughs> well, I mean, the way fun you do life, it, keys man, fun life. No, the way you do it, Gary Matheny, is very subtly. You got merch. If you look on your uh, Facebook page on your website, uh, you got merch to sell. It's got a nice logo, uh, like a little silhouette of a guitar with Gary Matheny written all nice and cursive. Is that your handwriting, or is that is that a font? No, that was actually a. Uh, that's not even my writing. The guy who did my website, he said, "Listen, I'm, that's not your writing. I know, but I don't want someone to take it and be able to copy it." And he said, "So that's just a fictitious writing, but it's got your name and it's nice." So I said, "Okay, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, but what you do is art can imitate life, or life can imitate art, and you could start uh, signing your name that way. <laughs> that's. That's true. That is so true. Yes, yes. Yeah, fantastic. No, um, but um, all right. Here's something that I saw and I heard 
And I thought it was so appropriate. Uh, over the, over the weekend, we had Veterans Day. I was over at the Choctaw VFW playing, uh, playing some music for the, uh, for the veterans, for the, for the people at the VFW. It doesn't necessarily have to be veterans, but the nice thing about going to a VFW is you, you get those stories. Okay. I wish there didn't have to be war, but you get those stories. And, and, uh, sometimes you get those people that say, Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Let me just have a, let me just have a, a drink. And uh, sing a song with your karaoke machine over there, and uh, and, and I don't want to talk about what happened in in Vietnam or in Afghanistan or even in Korea. Or sometimes we get a guy comes in Walker wheelchair World War World War Two. You know, we still got a few of those around there. But I noticed that you have a song that is out there one month ago, and I appreciate it, and I hope that the veterans appreciate it. He's on a trip. I want you to tell me. What inspired you to do He's on a Trip, man? Uh, well, it, it started off, um, I was sitting in a restaurant one day trying to figure out a song, and I wanted to use a, a, a phrase with a nursery rhyme type effect to it. And, uh, you know, uh, he knows Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, and, and this, that, and the other. And I, I just got to thinking about, the controversial issues we have in today's world. And I thought, you know, a lot of my friends, I mean, that was my era. I, I was fortunate enough. I did not have to go to Vietnam, but I had friends that went, some came back, some came back and don't know they're back. And then some didn't come back at all. And uh, I got to think about the homeless situation, especially with the Vietnam veterans. And so I wrote this song, he's on a trip. And uh, of course it starts off, you know, I saw him sitting on a park bench smoking a J about half an inch. Uh, he was holding a Bible in his hand. And, you know, we all know that people that come back with PTSD and, and things that they don't really understand what's going on. In life. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I love to watch the, the movie Tour of Duty. I don't know if you've seen that, the TV show that went off years ago. No. But it's about Vietnam and about a platoon of soldiers. And, and a couple of them were getting out. And one of them said, what are you going to do when you go back? Things are so different. He says, oh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll find my way in. But once he got back home, he realized life was different. It wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the way these vets are now. And a lot of them are homeless. And we don't pay enough attention to it, Keys. Uh, and I was hoping that this song, even though uh, someone said, hey, man, that's real derogatory toward the Vietnam. I said, no, it's not. It's bringing out an issue that needs to be a you know, uh, looked at. Absolutely. You know, my mom, uh, she graduated back in uh 67 68 just before she had me in 69 and uh you know she tells me some stories about her friends that just went and didn't come home and she became right. a nurse after i her third her, her third career was a nursing and and she had to deal with some of these people and since you uh i mean since you your era is the 60s uh, you were spot on to write what you know write about the time Yes, there were drugs involved. Yes, there was, uh, you know, I don't even know if it was called PTSD back then. It was shell shock still. Uh, I think they were shell still shock. making the, the transition because in World War II it was shell shock. Uh, that, that man's not right in the head and uh, he, he's got problems. But, uh, it, right. you know, and, and they got called baby killer. They got called a lot of names. There was a lot of protest. But then there were a lot of people that were for for the soldiers, for the war, always back to yeah. soldiers, always. I, once again, I wish there wasn't war. No, not many people wish there were war. Maybe the war mongers, whatever that is, whatever that means. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know, you, you got to have a defense. If somebody's 
Somebody's getting kicked. Somebody's getting bullied proverbially. Maybe a whole country is getting kicked, getting bullied. We got people that that uh, can beat the bullies. Hopefully, beat them back. Yeah, the um, the Vietnam veterans uh, of America. Uh, they actually took that song and put it into their newsletter one Friday as they sent it out, and it went out to over, I don't know, a half a million veterans or uh, 100,000, I don't know how many it was, but uh, they actually put the link into their newsletter so that listen to the music and just listen to the story behind it. Yeah, they put it in their newsletter. You cut off, got cut off for a second. Yeah, they put it to the newsletter for all their veterans, uh, their Vietnam vets to, to, that read the letter every week. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Uh, I'm just hoping that more people will actually uh, listen to the stream of music and listen to the story behind it because the story, it tells a story. It tells a story about what's going on right now. Well, once again, I'm a visual person. you got 31 Street Sounds. It looks like they put that music video together. Uh, They're credited in the beginning with it. But, uh, you know, it's got pictures of you. It's got pictures of some vets uh, or, or maybe actors possibly that are acting like vets. I don't know. How true to life was this? Were you involved in making this video, or was this something that 31 uh, Street Studios helped you out with? Well, 31 Street Studios actually mine, and I, I created the video myself and uh, put it together and um, uh, then put it out for the world to see. Okay, this darn internet. 31 Street Studios is what? 31 Street uh, Sounds Productions is my company. It's oh. my production company. That's Yeah. Yeah, that's my company. I run everything through, and we do videos and uh, all type things. And um, uh, I put that video together myself and uh, distributed it through my 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 company, my production company. Well, that's fantastic. How, why Thirty One Street Studios? Is that where you lived in Macon? <laughs> no, you know the, the the street that I live off of is Thirty What Thirty First Street. But when I was doing my when I was trying to figure out a name for it, I thought, man, Thirty First Street sounds kind of sounds like New York. It's just got a good feel to it. 31st Street Sounds. And so I, I established it. I adopted it. And uh, that's what I use now. Yeah, it definitely sounds big city because, uh, you know, when you're when you got 31 streets, that's quite a few. Uh, usually there's <laughs> if it's a small town, it's a main street and maybe Avenue A and Avenue B. And and that's about it. You know, but uh, you got a big yeah. town. The, the more numbers, the more the, the more town. So you were smart. You were smart on on that one, too. Uh, so, uh, man, Gary Matheny. There's another thing. Here's something that we did not talk about last time, and it's along the same lines. Is Gary Matheny, the author? You have a book out there called Bullet, and I, I spent the last, I don't know, maybe the last uh, week or two thinking about, and here's maybe one of the most famous bullets or couple of bullets ever in the history of, of the United States. I've, I've been uh, listening to a podcast about the JFK assassination where uh, Oswald, from uh, 100 yards away, supposedly, or, you know, factually, who knows, at this point in time, it's been argued, took a bullet, full metal jacket. That's, you know, the kind of bullet that will pass through someone, and it's it's made in a full metal jacket to pass through and wound, not necessarily kill. That's the bullet that hit JFK in the back. And then went through Governor Connolly uh, in front of JFK and kind of hit him as well and hit and that's the, the the magic bullet you know but tell me what your story I didn't get a chance to read it your story bullet of uh, the intriguing story of a bullet and its travel through time 
What inspired you to write that? And my goodness, Gary Matheny, you're a writer. <laughs> this uh, There was a, a movie on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, I think Nicholas Cage was in it, and they were two Ukrainian brothers. They were running arms back and forth across uh, the ocean. And something something in there showed a, a truckload or a trailer load of bullets, ammunition. And I looked at my wife, and I said, I wonder what it would be like to trace a bullet from its inception till it's used. And she says, I don't know. So I went upstairs to my office and started writing. About two years later, I come out with a book. And uh, what I did was, Keys, I took four people. I started in World War II, went into Korea, Vietnam, and then into the streets of Miami into a sheriff, a deputy sheriff's wife, a gun. And each time the bullet is handed down to the next generation in such a unique way uh, that you have to follow it and, and read to see where it goes next. And so uh, at the end, there is uh, the bullet is actually used, but uh, the, the bullet is somewhat started off as a, a good luck piece because uh, something happened and the bullet wasn't used and the soldier actually survived and he just tossed it up as a good luck charm. So it got passed down to these people, but they're all connected. And the beauty part about the book is being four different families from four different generations, you actually are part of that family. You are sitting there listening to what's going on around, watching what's happening uh, as the bullet is handed down to the different places. It's, it was really something I sit back and I said, dang, did I write that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy I, I don't own a gun personally, but I'm not uh, against people owning guns. But uh, per, from the perspective of a bullet, that is an interesting way to think about the, uh, you know, whether, okay, look, there's a lot of shootings out there. A lot of people getting killed with guns. There's people that use guns to protect. I mean, I, I hire a, a man with a gun or several people with guns every single day. I pay a, a whole police department full of people with guns. Good guys. Hopefully they're good guys. I mean, everybody's got, got, uh, you know, their, their ideas, you know, what is good, what is bad. But for the most part, I trust a police department. I trust that they've done their training, that they're doing their job, but I hire this man with a gun to protect me. I mean, that's a, that's an important job and a hard job, but uh, what, what is your experience with guns? Do you, are you a gun owner or do you hunt? Yeah. Uh, we used to do a lot of hunting when I was growing up. We did a lot of bird hunting, and uh, uh, and and I had to actually stop because uh, in February down in Middle Georgia, it gets warm in the afternoons, and I stepped over too many fence rows and be a rattlesnake down under my feet. And so I had I, I got too old, got scared. I had to quit. So, uh, <clears throat> but we have gone out and done some target practicing and things. But uh, I don't I don't necessarily uh, pack pack a gun all the time on me. Uh, uh, you know, I, the world's crazy. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, but this 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 book, The Bullet, uh, I've had more and more people tell me that it would make a great movie. And uh, I would love for somebody to jump in and say, hey, send it to me. We'd love to look at it. And keys with the type programming we've got on tv nowadays this would be in my opinion not because it's mine but the story would be an excellent story for tv because it's interesting well the two things that i'm thinking about that feature the bullet uh very in pop culture for me this is two things that popped into my head what the first one that just popped in my head was the uh the numb video lincoln parks numb and the whole thing is the bullet travels through the the song right. starts off with firing a, a weapon 
and the bullet travels through and it shows it hitting glasses and cars. I mean, this is talk about a magic bullet. This one is going through buildings, hitting walls, yeah. uh, you know, smashing through many things. It's about three minutes of, the, of following the trace of this bullet. And the other thing that I'm thinking about is the Angelo Angelina Jolie uh, vehicle called Wanted, where they say curve the bullet. Curve the bullet. That's the only thing I, I yeah. remember about that film. But I thought it was kind of an interesting idea where you can kind of flip your wrist a little bit and curve a bullet around a corner. I know that there's weapons that were made for war that have curved curved barrels to shoot around corners. At least I've seen those in movies. I, I've never, like, hey, I, I was almost in the Navy. I, I never got in the armed forces. My brother was in the Navy, <laughs> and he... Maybe he can speak uh, to to whether these weapons are real, but uh, you know, oh, the bullets! You know, I people. All right, my my father in law was a policeman, so I don't own a gun, but my wife owns a gun. She's got a thirty eight, you know, police special. I don't I don't know the last time she shot it. I think we need to take it out and do some practicing with it uh, to so that way we don't shoot ourselves in the foot in case God forbid something ever ever does happen. But, you know, it, yeah. it does, does it make you feel do you, you have a gun in the house, right? Am I right? Yeah. So if you, yeah, yeah. does it make you feel a little safer, a little more protected? No, because I, I tell you, I would hate, I would hate, hate, hate to have to pull one on someone. I really would. I mean, I'm just not that kind of guy. Um, you know, I feel like you might need it for protection, especially in today's world. But I'm not really... I'm not really looking forward ever to the day I'd have to pull one on someone. And uh, I, I just think it would be something it would be hard to live with the rest of your life, you know. But, uh, hey, listen, I, 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 like, I love playing guitar and singing. You know, I, I'd rather do that than fight any day. <laughs> way, way to steer me back on track. Well, you know, because I, I think that, that most movies where a guy points a gun and then starts talking, uh, my wife oh. often says, just pull that trigger. Just pull the trigger. Just if you're going to point, if you're going to point a gun, you better be dang well ready to use that thing because I'm with you, man. I, I, I don't think I could live with myself if even accidentally, you know, I ever yes. killed someone and, you know, and I've known people that have accidentally killed people, not with just guns, but with cars and, and, you know, just, just accidentally, you know, that guy fell down the stairs accidentally. You know, just it'd be, it'd I click, oh my goodness, how can you live with yourself the whole rest of your life? But you got to move on. We overcome, we adapt, uh, you know, and hey, you're doing it right. Music changes minds, changes feelings. You're writing about things. I'm just I'm impressed that you wrote a book. How, how long ago was this book written? And I mean, how long did it take to write this book? Oh, I published my first book in 2010 called The Shoe Fits Wear It. It was a story about my days in the shoe business. It was kind of like an autobiography type thing. Uh, but this one, <clears throat> excuse me, this, and it took about two years for me to actually write it. And I was actually working at the time traveling. And what I would do is, as I was riding down the road or something, I get an idea. I jot it down on a piece of paper. I come home at night and I, uh, or in, uh, on Thursday night when I got home and I spent an hour or two in my office writing. My wife would call up to the office. She'd say, are you coming down tonight? I mean, you, you've been gone all week. And I'm saying, yeah, I'll be down a little bit. I'm writing. And so uh, it was it was difficult, uh, uh, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, but once you get into a groove, I can't imagine. You know, I, I, I don't type very well. Uh, I don't 
well, do you do you do it on a typewriter? Or do you do it on a computer or word processor, or do you write it out long? Computer, I do it on I do it on computer. That way, if I'm, I can go back and change things and move things around. Uh, there's well, there's times where I get through with a chapter, I go back and say, ah, that chapter didn't seem long enough. So I go back and reread, and start adding stuff to it. Uh, it's 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 fun. What's so fun about it is the imagination part of it. You use your imagination, and I would not read books when I was writing. Because I did not want to read something and then plagiarize it. So I just would not read books. And if a, a war story came on TV, I changed the channel. I just couldn't, you know, <clears throat> and I did not want to. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, it was just fun. And I went, a lot of it was memory. A lot of it was uh, stories I'd heard from people from Vietnam. Um, a lot of it I made up. So, uh, you know, it was just it was just fun to write. Well, both of your books are, are available there on Amazon. And if you've got a Kindle, like the Kindle edition there, I guess they're available for free if you if you join. Sure. Hopefully, you get a couple of pennies off of Amazon. But if the shoe fits, wear it. I love that you took that subject and, and made a book out of it. If the shoe fits, wear it. The life and times of a shoe salesman. Now, this is what you did, what, for 40 years while you were waiting to uh, to get back in the music career or what? No, no. I, I was on the shoe business from the time I was 16 till about uh, 22, 23. Okay. Um, I started off selling shoes as a teenager, and then I moved to North Carolina as a, in management with a shoe company, then came back home. My brother and I, when I was 19 years old, he was 22, we opened up two shoe stores in, in, uh, where we lived in Macon, Georgia. And uh, one day, it was funny, We he had waited on a customer, and he had about 20 pairs of shoes out, and she got up and said, well, I'll think about it and come back. So he got up and looked at me, he says, you know, one day we ought to write a book about this. And I said, well, what will we call it? He said, if the shoe fits, wear it. Well, Keys, 33 years later, I'm sitting on a cruise ship. My wife is taking a nap, and I'm sitting in the tiki bar on the Lido deck, and I grab a napkin and a pen and start writing. And uh, it became a book. <laughs> amazing i've not written a book let alone two books that is fantastic man and you've given that to the world uh, you know these are uh, like i said they're available on amazon i'm going to put the links in the show notes that way people can at least go go to see that you got you, you got your youtube videos you got music coming out another thing that we talked about last time and i do want to follow up on it have you been on stage yet yeah you, you did you weren't going on stage man well, I back in uh, the first of the year. Are you familiar with a group called the Outsiders? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that the one with the? Uh, that's the one that 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 was like uh, giving you a lot of different advice, right? Well, no, the Outsiders. All we became friends through the uh, record company we was with, and Ricky Baggiola. He's the original drummer for the Outsiders, mm -hmm. the original Outsider band. Well, I went to Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, did two sets with them two different nights. Uh, up there. So yeah, I have done some stage work. I, I did a, um, a production here in Cleveland, a uh, country music production where they went in and did the history of country music. I did a Glenn Campbell and a um, John Denver song. Um, we're in the process now of getting together doing some uh, EPK videos next year. And from that, we're going to start getting out on stage. Uh, it's just a slow process, uh, just a slow process. Yeah, but, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it this yeah. coming year. We're going to get out there this year. But you're keeping up with the times. You know, you're not you're able to do this electronical stuff, this uh, online that you're able to stream. Uh, you were doing a whole lot of uh, live streaming last time we chit chatted. Are you still doing a lot of live streaming? Uh, not as much, but uh, I will start back doing some of that, uh, pulling out a song or two and doing a little live video. Uh, um, most of that was done during COVID mm -hmm. because you couldn't get out. 
But um, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, it has been so busy trying to market myself that uh, I don't find as much time to write. My daughter is a kindergarten teacher, and uh, last two years ago, they had, uh, believe it or not, kindergarten had career day, right? Kindergarten. Okay. And so she, she called me, she said, Dad, would you come down and play your guitar for career day? So I said, yeah, I'd do it. So I sat in her room and about seven classes of kids rotated in and out. And so you want to see the um, uh, little letters I got back from people, from the kids uh, and from the mama saying, hey, they were so impressed with him playing guitar. They were, but um, the, I've written a little song for uh, her kindergarten class I'm trying to put together so that uh, she can take it back to them and play for them. Yeah. And I like doing stuff like that. Kids impress me because they're so full of energy and so full of wonderment that um, it just impresses me. And I just, I just sit and listen to them. Here's the cynical song that I thought of. Hey, kids, <clears throat> don't be an artist because you're going to be starving. <laughs> Go be a doctor or a lawyer or learn about whatever, <clears throat> a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't want to start the dead, don't pick up the guitar. <laughs> but if you want to impress girls, hey, that's right. Hey, yeah, if you want to impress girls, you can do it. Uh, we had uh, one of our, one of the guys that um, uh, I'm, I'm friends with. His wife said, "Oh yes, I remember you from high school." Says all the girls wanted your autograph because you was in a band and all this. I'm thinking, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The good guys, the good guys. Hey, you're ever going to get the band back together? How, how many of the good guys are you still in contact with? Well, I, uh, two of them. Uh, uh, one of them has passed. Well, my brother was actually actually three of them. Then my brother, uh, one of them passed away, our bass player. But uh, and of course, uh, the other one, he uh, stayed in the army for. 40 years and he just plays at church and uh, another one was playing drums with some bands around and my brother doesn't play anymore. I'm probably the only one that's really active of all of them. And uh, hey, listen, I'm going to stay active as long as I can pick up a guitar and, and speak. Yeah, I want you to get the good guys back together. I just uh, watched the uh, the Beatles uh, get back. I watched that whole uh, almost seven mm. hours worth of, worth of content there. But then I saw the making of their brand new song featuring John Lennon and featuring George Harrison. I mean, these two gentlemen have been passed for a long time, but they found some right. old recordings of them and put this all together. And now there's a brand new Beatles song. So if I, I can get a brand new good guy song, that would be fantastic. You know, that's a great idea. I've never thought about that, but that is an awesome idea. A bunch of old guys that used to play together when they were six, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old and get back together and start doing the music again. That, that's awesome. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, there's a, a movie called The Five Heartbeats, uh, and I, they were a group. Uh, supposedly, it was like a, a fake group, but back in the 60s, right. kind of like the Four do Tops or the or the Temptations, that kind of a group. But then they got to, got back together when they were older at a barbecue, and they, their song was, Got nothing but love for you, baby. And it was a bunch <laughs> of old guys seeing if they still got the moves, if they could still make it happen. Hey, they were entertaining their own family and their own friends back there. So if you can make them happy, you can make the wife happy. That's pretty much all you got to yeah. impress your, your, your girl. But, uh, you know, I'd love yeah. to see see you get the band back together. But I'm glad you found a group of guys, the outsiders, or at least a, a piece of the outsiders, part of the band, uh, to uh, to play with in Ohio. That's one of the things that we were talking about. Cindy Nini and Tara Kai Mains. I had her on the podcast just recently. And, um, you know, over at Big Records, Big Records, I know we're supposed to be talking about Big Records and all the great things that are happening over there. You said that promoting yourself is is taking up a lot of time 
I want them to take some of the time off your hands, man. Give them some passwords and let them do some of the posting. Send them all the, uh, you know, have them bring a camera out. But tell me, how's your relationship with your with your promotion team? Uh, yeah, listen, hell, those guys, uh, Pamela, uh, Cindy, those people are just great people, man. I, I love them. Um, but um, I got an alarm going off there. Sorry. No problem. No problem. But, uh, yeah. Um, but I do a lot of my promoting because, uh, as a matter of fact, um, uh, I did an interview this morning, uh, a print interview with Academia, uh, one of their uh, magazines. I've done a couple of magazines to shout out Miami, uh, uh, the National Voyager magazine. Uh, I tell you, I'm still trying to get in Rolling Stone. I cannot get Rolling Stone to return my number. And I tell them all the time, I say, hey, guys, you know, you are you always cover the big artists, but indie artists are the up and coming thing, man. Grab an indie artist and I'm the guy to grab. I mean, you know, come on, do an article on me. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying my best to get as much print. I, I contacted the paper in Alaska the other day and I said, Hey, why not? The, Alaska. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's a place you ought to be. I co- collected Rolling Stone and not just for the articles. I read them cover to cover for sure. And then I took those magazines, put them in plastic and put them up on my wall as a kid. I had the Rolling Stone when it was, uh, when it was huge, a big giant. Uh, and I, then I remember, I think it was Madonna back in, that was the first issue that they they shrunk the magazine down, and I had that subscription. I went, "Hey, what gives?" But the um, yeah, and, you know, the artwork was better, the the print paper was better. But I remember the old pulp that was bigger, and I had a great time with Rolling Stone. For me, that is the ultimate. That is a staple. That yeah. that taught me a lot about music and a lot about behind the scenes. I know we talked about you making CDs still, and uh, you know, I, I remember reading the the art or you know looking at the artwork reading the uh the liner notes and reading about the stories about the people you know i want you to to do that if you're still making cds take the time to put a little bio in there i know people don't even have to have bios in their cds they got them on the website and that's pretty much what you got you got them on the website well i, I like i like the, to be able to touch something i mean you know the, the spotify and apple music is great if you're riding in the car but i miss the days when you go into a music store and you pick up an album and then you look at it i can remember when i was uh, 16 or 17 i sold uh, the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour, uh, long playing out of the LP for a dollar and a half. And I think, where were you, where was your head, man? You know, the, the Rascals, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, just picking up CDs. I mean, uh, LPs, look at the covers, read about them. Uh, I miss those. I wish we still had record stores that did things like that. The Rascals, good loving. Good loving. Give yeah, it that good, yeah, good loving. Yeah. No, every time somebody, I, I, I get to run karaoke shows at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. And there's, you know, it's, it's old farts like me, you know, the, and, and older, you know, that, uh, that sing all these good old songs. And every time, um, I, <laughs> every time somebody sings BG's got to get a message to you, that is oh, yeah. the first, the first, I can say that's the first 45 that I owned. And I can't remember what was on the B side of that, or if that was the B side, I can't remember what the other side of that, but somebody, I do have a, a radio guy that comes in and he sings, got to get a message to you. And I go, that's my song. But I, you know, I remember yeah. the Gord, Gordon Lightfoot, Gord's gold, uh, Eagles, greatest hits. I, you know, the Eagles are making a greatest hits album and they're not even, they're not even halfway through their career. And this is back, you know, in 75 and, you're like, what? You know, they and people are like, why are you making the greatest hits album? You haven't been doing it all that long. But uh it just I'm remembering 
the liner notes. That was that was an eight track that I owned. Oh, oh, listen, I remember. I remember uh, for Christmas I got an eight track of. Um, oh gosh, um, who was it? Um, I can't think of the names now. But uh, there was just it was like a prized possession. That's what I got for Christmas that eight track. And uh, but now I am working on. I've got about five singles that I've done over the last year, year and a half since Renaissance Man came out, and I'm working on the EP. Um, and going to add some things to it. Maybe, maybe go ahead and make it a, a, an actual new album. But I've got one song, Keys, that I don't know if you're familiar with on Cashbox Magazine right now. Actually, I got two of them, but one song, uh, Back Where I Belong, has hit number 10 in November on Cashbox Top 100. And uh, it's just, I just was blown away. And uh, He's on a Trip is at number 80. So um, I'm, I'm making some headway with some of the DJs and things around the country. They're actually playing my music, and that, that is inspiring. So inspiring. And one thing that we uh, since the last time that we talked, we, we lost uh, my, 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 one of my best friends, Jimmy Buffett, you know? And, oh, yes. And yes. you have a song that, that we talked about, Solo Dos Gatos, very much in line, in tune with that feeling of being out on the beach having a couple yeah. drinks with the buddies, going out, and just living that parrot head life. Now, if you had your group of, uh, your group of, of fans, your fan club, what are you calling your fans? Uh, basically fans. <laughs> you know, I've, got, I've started doing a uh, fan of the week. I've been doing it for about the last 12 weeks. And uh, I actually pick out someone uh, randomly uh, that uh, uh, fan of the week. And I send them a certificate, a picture signed, and a CD and, and put them all over Facebook. Hey, my fan of the week. And I, I love doing that because these people, they share me. They, they like my music. They like my post. And, and, they, and that's all they get for it. And so I like to, I mean, not, I don't do it to make them think that I'm that great. I do it because they're, they're, they're fans. Um, I've got one guy down in Florida. He's, um, uh, um, he's got a big sailboat and he's been after me in Jacksonville to come down and, uh, get on the boat with him and go for sale him his family. Um, and right now he's, he's, he's running through a tough battle of illness, but he told me the other day, he says, man, he said, we're looking forward to coming and getting on the boat. He said a couple cigars and some margaritas or shots of tequila and sailing on the river. And I tell him, I'm looking forward to it as well. And I thought, man, wouldn't that be great to be able to have a video and do videos of being on that sailboat and the Jimmy Buffett types? You know, oh, man, that'd be awesome. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it next next spring and summer. Uh, it's going to be a good thing. Well, I hope your your friend uh, feels a whole lot better and gets uh, gets well soon. You know, whatever he's going through, hope, hope that uh, goes <laughs> away. But, uh, you know, you're doing it the right way you're doing it grassroots you're doing it the old-fashioned way one fan at a time you know if i uh if i ever get the chance to to hold uh somebody's cell phone you know i'm going straight to their spotify and i'm uh hitting subscribe on the what makes you famous podcast so so gra- grassroots oh yeah i've done that i've gotten new listeners just by hey let me borrow your phone for a second open up your spotify let me get the uh, let me get that gary Matheny song playing on there a little bit <laughs> But I, I encourage my loyal, loyal listener to uh, to ch- check out that solo dos gatos. Very fun backyard. Even if you can't make it to the beach, you know, hit the hit the backyard barbecue with that song. Beautiful. Yeah, that was a fun song. That was a fun song, and the video we did was absolutely fabulous to do. We we had a good time doing the video. Yeah, where's that? Where's that bar, man? We need to put that on the What Makes You Famous walking tour. Oh, that that is uh, Singleton Seafood Shop, and let me tell you a story about that, please. Um. 
I was looking for a place to go, and I did not want an upscale bar because this song would not have held an upscale bar. I wanted a place that looked like a biker joint and uh, somewhere that two old guys could afford to go and sit and drink beer and margaritas. And so I got on the Internet, started looking, and I saw this place. And it was not, not far from my brother. It was down in Jacksonville. This is in Mayport. So I get in the car, and I drive to Mayport, and I come up, and it's got a sign that says closed on his door. And I'm thinking, oh, no. You know, so I see a number and I call him and I said, hey, I'm, uh, I'm Gary Matheny and da, da, da. I said, are you close for good? He says, oh, no, no, we're just remodeling. He says, we'll be open about another two months. And so I said, well, let me tell you what I'm wanting to do. I said, I'm wanting to shoot a music video. He says, no joking. You want to use my place? I said, yeah. And um, he said, well, it's funny you do that. He said, we had a movie cut here. They pulled in two big old um, uh, uh, trailers. He said, shut me down for two weeks and did a big movie with, uh, oh, I can't remember, Sharon Stone and someone else. And he said, then Guy Fiera came down and did drive-in dives and burgers at my place. He said, now I got a music video. He said, yes. So uh, it's Singleton's Seafood Shop in Mayport, Florida. And it's got absolutely fabulous food. But Dean and Tabitha, they are terrific people. Uh, they, they take care of their customers. And I'm anxious to get back down there and maybe do another video. I, I've got another song called Muchas Margaritas, which is in the same vein. And um, uh, I want to go back down and do another video down there. Well, I think that might be the direction you need to go into for sure. And I'm glad you give credit where credit is due. What I want you to do is whoever's doing your YouTube, and you said that you were doing a lot of your uh, your own videos, your own uploading, is put a description in your YouTube videos. Just kind of like the liner notes, uh, like that Rosalie song. I want to know who that dancer is. I want to be able to follow oh, okay. that dancer around. In the He's on a trip. You know, who are the actors in that song? And on the uh, solo dos gatos, make sure you, yeah, that you put that in the description because I'm for sure putting the description. I got GaryMathini.net. I got your Facebook pages, the music page, and the uh, the new page that I just found for your authorship because I want people to read or listen to those two books. Hey, are those uh, are those books available on audio? Because that's that's how I listen to books now. I know they're not available audio, but they are on the Kindle. Uh, one correction I wish you'd make is the GaryMathini.net has been changed to GaryMathini.com. You got we it, actually, Mr. We actually bought the .com uh, 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 platform, and so now is I've got my own .com. That makes a heck of a lot more sense, man, because people go, what is .net? But it's, hey, sometimes yeah. it, you, do, you just can't get it. But, uh, no, that's fantastic. Right. Look, I don't want to take a lot of time. Are there any other avenues we need to explore? Where's the next place that people can see Gary Matheny live on stage in front of uh, 50,000 people or 100 of his closest friends? I don't care. Where, where can people go see well, you? Well, probably uh, this coming May when I go out to uh, Los Angeles Academy to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. That's going to be a big – it's going to be streaming and uh, that's going to be a very, very important night. Um, other than that, I'm going to probably uh, hopefully have some um, uh, EPK-type videos coming out sometime soon. Um, I've spoken with some folks, and we're hoping to do some, some stage work uh, coming up. Uh, like I say, right now with Christmas and the holidays, things are kind of on hold, and nobody really wants to do anything but listen to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, celebrate with family and friends. So once that gets going, we're working on next year's uh, agendas, 
Uh, we're going to try to get some things out and get a little more publicity out there. Well, don't forget to listen to the Christmas long ago, you know, that video. Just watch a couple guys, yeah. uh, three three guys with the guitar, two guitars and a and a stand-up bass. Man, that's fantastic. But, uh, hey, I yeah. don't want to take a, a lot more of your time. I'm so happy that we got a chance to chit-chat some more and catch up, see what's happening. Uh, give some shout-outs to people that have helped you along the way or people that are helping you uh, right right nowadays. That Academy uh, so excited. Fantastic, man. Yeah, yeah. Randall Wiles at uh, Wiles & Associates, which is Cashbox Magazine, Millennium Music Group. They are great. Um, I can't go remiss without uh, Lee Jordan. He uh, he actually did my, uh, uh, recorded my first song that I wrote. And then uh, uh, Brian Hedges, he's uh, giving me so much advice. And uh, my wife and my family for supporting me. And um, just, you know, in general, my fans, man, people that listen to me and they give me the encouragement because there are days, there are really days where you look at and say, why am I continuing to do this? And uh, then you read a post, somebody says, man, I really like that Juliet video, or I really like Solo Dos Scottis, or, or this, that, and the other. And it just, you know, or I get a stat back and it shows all my songs is bumped up two notches. And I'm thinking, well, that's why I'm doing it because I love it. I love it. But, uh, 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 all of my fans and you guys that, that have me on and, and put me out to all of your people, uh, you know, y'all are great. Uh, uh, it, that's, there's, there's where indie artists get their publicity from is people like you guys that believe in us too. And so uh, if, if, if you didn't care what we do, then you wouldn't have to take your time to do what you do. Well, I think you need to put it out on your fan page or your, your own Facebook page or, or even on your website that uh, you need a name for your fans the uh the swift the taylor swift's got the swifties uh was it lady gaga's got the monsters uh justin bieber's got the believers uh i'm gonna throw one out there the methenians oh man yeah 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 uh are the uh uh are, are the the bombs or something <laughs> that's fantastic just throw it out there get an official fan page with the name on that fan page fans can come in and say whatever they want clean Within reason, come on, people, yeah, be be good, be good to yeah. each other. But uh, hey, uh, yeah, I, I always finish these things off with last words for the people. This could be uh, words of advice you heard a long time ago, uh, maybe uh, a mantra you wake up with every morning, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Gary Matheny, give the last word for the people. Well, the, the only thing I can really say is that uh, my talent is God-given and I just want to use it to, to, to further and make people happy. And if I can make people smile every day, if I can make one person smile, man, I've done a good job. And I love to make people laugh. Well, there you have it, party people. Gary Matheny, once again, we get a little, uh, we get to catch up. We caught up with Gary Matheny. What's going on now? Yes, he got on stage. Yes, he's making new songs. Yes, he's getting accolades. Yes, he's going to California for the Academia of Music Awards. Yes. Oh, my goodness. He's doing great things. Gary Matheny, keep doing what you're doing because you you're banging. You're, go- you're doing wonderful things. And that song... The dos, uh, los dos got the uh, solo dos gatos, good fun timey song, Rosalie song that just f- makes you feel a certain kind of way, and that he's on a trip, man, for the soldiers, for the people that have fought, uh, for the freedoms, you know they're they're doing what they can to b- bat those bullies down. I wish we didn't have war, but you got to take care, take care of the veterans, take care. 
take care of the people that are fighting for us. Hey, hey, I, I wanted to go into the Navy, but I got in a motorcycle wreck, not in the Navy. We'll talk about that maybe later. Or if you want to hear more, heck, it's not about my story. It's Gary Matheny today. Make sure you look him up on GaryMatheny.com. He bought the .com. So let me switch that right now in the show notes. C-O-M. So GaryMatheny.com. And then uh, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud. Check out his books on, a- on Amazon. I got the link right there in the show notes. All right, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Thanks again, Gary Matheny, for coming on. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. Radio What. The music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. At the first Grammy Awards, held on May 4th, 1959, Dominico Modugno beat out Frank Sinatra and Peggy Lee for the record of the year with Valare. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys thank you for listening